Welcome back to the Nullified Take, where we've got the TNT takes for you on Million Dollar Island Australia. I'm Kahuna, and I'm, of course, joined by the Wonder Boy himself, the Great White Hope. Everybody yeah, put their hands together for Oh, thank you so much, Kahuna. I always love the positivity and the love you bring, you know, hey, we every all time need a bit of positivity. Because, I mean, I mean, how are you, Mucky? How's things going? I, I hear you're having a pretty out there night so far. <laughs> yeah, so right before we'd gone live, um, the emergency building fire alarm went off. So we all had to evacuate. And I was wondering, oh, is it like a fire? Is it just someone's cooking? Is someone having a bit of a cheeky puff puff and it's set up everything? Turns out, thankfully, it was a bit of a cheeky puff puff. Um, that went terribly wrong. So <laughs> everyone had to evacuate the building right before we went live. But we're back. We're fine. Everything's going great. So yeah, now, we are slightly it? delayed on two fronts. First, we're supposed to do it every Thursday night, live at 9 p.m. I apologize to our viewers, listeners. I was sick this week. I'm not able to make it, but I'm ready and raring to go. And then tonight, I'm running late again, Mucky. I'm set up. I've got all my screens ready to go. I'm checking everything, making sure, and I've got no audio, no microphone, nothing. So this super expensive, fancy setup that I have over here is doing nothing tonight. Instead, I'm, I'm using the old school like phone headsets. So I hope the audio is okay. Mucky, you're saying you can hear me, but I hope yeah. everyone out there can hear us just as well and you're not getting any weird feedback. Let me know if there's anything bad going on. But we want to start off the night by sending a big shout out to the Fiery Tiger Wolf. Hey guys, really enjoying your content on the season. Thank you, sir. We appreciate that. Big shout out to Christoph. Hello guys. What's up, hey, man? Christoph. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. And the man himself, Jonathan Gray, who I owe so much to. The 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 builder of the Million Dollar Island wiki, which just keeps getting better and better. Thank you, Jonathan. We appreciate you. Um, but yeah. Okay, Jonathan, great bringing us back to earth here. Yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world, Jonathan. We know that, mate. But we can distract ourselves for a very short period of time uh, with Million Dollar Island Australia. Of course, we are covering week three, episodes six and seven. Now, I made a promise, Mucky, to Chris. That I'm going to tighten it up. We're not doing two hours. What? No two hours? <laughs> we go longer than the show itself, buddy. And we're just doing <laughs> a recap. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to keep it tight. But we got talking about episode six, episode seven. And after the huge week that was uh, Tribe versus Tribe and so many people dropping like flies, we're actually down to um, 45 people left on day 15. We know that food is an issue. It seems like it's always going to be an issue. Um, and right now it's turning to like the starving show. And we start off the episode, Jake has the power from the previous week and he's picking four for his arena challenge, right? Now, one of the things about the way he's picking, he's choosing to be strategic. He's looking at what can I actually get out of it? Knowing that there's going to be four, he's got his best percentage or the best chance to actually win something here, right? So he's yeah. gonna. He's thinking, what should I do to actually put, you know, strategically? How do I pick? Um, he goes for the option of walking around the beaches and seeing who has the most bracelets, because he makes the yeah. call. This is I want bracelets. I want that to be a thing. So what do you think of this approach? If you knowing that there's been big challenges, there's been you know six, there's been teams, there's been now four. What's the approach on something like this? I think. Uh, 
this point in the game, you know, there's like around 45 people left. You've got to take your shots at people with the most bracelets, you know? Like, we've kind of gone through the, the easy pickings, the easy wins, or some of the harder wins. But it's like, at this point, it comes down to how many bracelets you've got at the end, right? So the more bracelets, the better. So, well, we don't know yet, I'm, to be honest with you. Oh, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I loved what he was, he was doing, you know? Like, seeing who actually has the most amount of bracelets and in each camp and whatnot. And yeah, I thought it was a really smart strategy. So he's essentially, he, he thinks he's going to go in and he's giving himself, he's basically giving himself a one in four shot. And he goes, this is the best chance to actually take this out. So I want to make sure that it's stacked with money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that approach. He's showing strategic sort of thought though. a thought there, which is good. Christos says, so let's start with Jake. Was it worse time for throwing himself in? Well, and that's what we're kind of discussing. If there was a time where you're going to throw yourself in and you can kind of control the circumstances as best you can, I think when it's down to four, that's probably the best chance. Yeah. Right? You don't want to go up against ten. You don't want to go up against six or eight or whatever the best would be. But four is the way to go for me. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, it's, like, it's not too early in the game either. Like with Brett, you know, having so many bracelets and Corey, the very like early game targets, so everyone's gonna be so fixated on them. But Christoph makes a point game, here as well, Maki. He says that um, even if he won, he wouldn't have been the richest. True. Because yeah. The downside of playing when there's four people is that you're never gonna get that much money. Even though he put Corey in there, one thirty, and then the next two were the next two highest really on thirty and thirty, right? So the total to yeah. one ninety. But, yeah, it's interesting. We're now starting to see how different – it's not a strategy like – we talk about strategy games in Survivor and, and games like that, right? And yeah. it's not a strategy that is a, a long-term, season-long play that you can make. You know, you, yeah. you're not in control of so much here. There's so many times yeah. it comes down to luck. There's so much that comes down to you know, the production – there's not much that you can do to influence the outcome all that much. So yeah. when you have an opportunity, is it the right time? Even though you're not going to be the richest on the island? I think it was. I just wonder, think about, you know, the choices that he made. Like G Georgie yeah. he ended up choosing uh, Corey with 130K, Georgie yeah. with 30, and Elise with 30. Okay, so he's put 190 in there with his 10. You know, yeah, so twenty five percent chance to win. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it was a great move. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But yeah, I um, like that's what I would have personally done. You know, because when you're also there, like something I generally think about is, you know, what sort of processing your time. Like, what are you doing to like really kill time out there? You know, if you're not really in the challenges, if you're not really being chosen on the wheel, you're kind of just out there starving and socializing, right? So. Why not just throw yourself in the challenges? Like if if you fail, you get to go home. You get unlimited food, Wi-Fi, like I think, space. I think yeah. he made the right choice for the like Christoph saying, should he have been throwing himself in? He wasn't gonna be rich. Um, here's a point from Jonathan to counter. Top would have, so if he did win, then Top would have had a lot of the votes, a lot of the bracelets giving power to his camp. Um yeah. crazy thing is if Jake had won, then he could have had 170k. Or 70k. Oh right, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that is fascinating. Do you understand that? 
No, not really. Because the you know the assumption is that someone is going to come back from the survival challenge. Like oh, there's yeah. a chance, there's a small chance that no one wins the survival challenge if they can't get the water to boil, or for some freakish accident they all run into a tree and smack themselves in the head. <laughs> then there yeah. might not be a winner of survival challenge but assuming there is he if he won he wins 200k if yeah. Corey wins his bracelets back he gets 130k back off him not 10k right and then if georgie yeah. or annalise win then uh, not Anna, yeah annalise win then it's 30k back so he either ends up with 170 or so that's a big swing that's the, like, that's the variance as well when you put Corey in so if Corey wins, he definitely gets back his whole 130. I thought it was just you're going to get one bracelet. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. And Christoph yeah. says this too here. This is very strange to me. Um, why are you giving back all bracelets rather than just one? I was surprised. So was I. But it was confirmed today because that's what actually happened um, to yeah this episode. Because when yeah. Georgie won the survive, which we'll get to, we, oh, we're skipping oh, ahead, right. but Georgie yeah. got all three back, not just one back. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Jake's got the decision to make. He goes hunting for bracelets, who has the most, all that sort of thing. He goes against Corey, who he's already made an actual deal with, a pact with. Yeah. And decides, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm money for the, I'm hungry for the bracelets. I want it. Goes for the money yeah. and puts in his wealthy mate. You know, yeah. look. I know Jonathan <laughs> mentioned earlier that there are riots in France and we, we tend to not get too political in here, but I do love this. There's this vibe going on with the way they're approaching the bracelets of this very, like, I wish it was more in the real life is the eat the rich yeah. philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the, the poor working class take down the bourgeoisie. That would yeah. be the way to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love um, Jake's... Like, I love Jake's reasoning for this as well. I literally wrote down the quote because probably my favorite quote of the season so far. It was literally Corey's like, "So why did you put me up?" And he said, "Well, if it was anyone else that had won, they would have put you up." So yeah, yeah, you know, I might as well just you know betray my friend, betray buddy. my alliance because yeah. I know we're friends. I know we made an actual agreement to not do it. Yeah. Might as well be me. Well... <laughs> but Christoph oh, makes a good awesome. point here when he says, "When you're throwing yourself in, you put a big target. You put yourself in a big, put on yourself a big target. Rest will be against you. And how those challenges are, they are very social. Friends are important. This is the underlying key for me that I'm starting to realize for the whole show. Relationships, connections, friendship is everything in this game, and they're starting to thread it." into so many different ways everything is about how you treat other people which i'm finding fascinating um yeah. so far in the season so we come to the arena challenge and at this point with all the bracelets in there 200k is on the line right so we're starting to see now as the show goes on more people drop out the stakes for everything gets higher and higher each time as well yeah. so depending on who you pick you're now playing one arena challenge whereas at the start it was worth 60k now an yeah. arena channel is worth 200,000, right? And we're only two two weeks in, week three. So it's <laughs> fascinating to see how it keeps on going up and up. And look what Yasmin said here is that you don't realize how important that stuff is earlier in the game for sure. I'm assuming you're talking about the, the relations and the social side, Yasmin. Um, and Yasmin, like pour a 40 out. Heartbroken. Yeah. This episode, I was heartbroken too, Yasmin. Yeah, we'll oh. definitely talk about that. <laughs> 
uh, going ahead. So we come to the arena challenge, um, and it's a good one. It's a swim to the, a floating tank, retrieve a puzzle bag, come back to the island, solve the puzzle. Very similar to what we've seen in Survivor and a lot of the time. But what was really cool about it, by the way, I just want to point out that leading up to this and when Jake won the spin the wheel last last week, last episode, and Ant said you need to be able to think clearly in very tight spaces. Yeah. Right? He gives a clue what it's going to be about. This guy, Jake, goes, yeah, I think I want to go in it. I think I want to be in it. And I'm really claustrophobic. Like, I'm really claustrophobic. And he literally said, you have to be able to think clearly in tight spaces. And he goes, that's like me going, I want to do an endurance challenge. I want to be able to run for long periods of time. That's my choice. Yeah, it's um, but you know, we've seen the strategy before where Mike is like, you know, I want to prove I'm the best by putting up all the other strong athletic men with them in the the first challenge. So, yeah, (laughs) I think that was actually Jake's problem here. I don't think I had a problem with the strategy that he chose in trying to get money. If you're going against four, even putting yourself in, which I don't know if he's never seen the show before. But it doesn't work. Anyone who volunteers yeah. does not work. We're going to see in episode seven with Jason as well, which... Uh. But anyway, Jake puts himself in. Yeah. I think the problem is he got his, his... You know, that saying of your eyes are a little bit too big for your tummy. He, yeah. he got greedy. Corey was not the right choice. Corey is a formidable person. He's friends with everyone. He's going to be so... He's a physical education teacher. He's a PE teacher. Like... Yeah. Choosing Georgie, choosing Annalise, maybe, but there could have been weaker or softer options to go if you're wanting to guarantee yourself and your team or your camp a win. Put yourself in sure, but I don't know about uh, I don't I don't know about choosing Corey to go up against, right? Yeah. So the the thing that was different about this challenge, which I really dug, Mucky, is that um, there's a key that you have to go into the floating box to retrieve your puzzle, puzzle pieces. Yeah. But, uh-oh, like we said before, friendships, relationships matter again because you can only have the key once it's given to you by someone else. Yeah. Right? And yeah. This, is, this is fascinating because Corey gets out quick. He's, he's the golden retriever. He's literally retrieving a key in the water. <laughs> like, yeah. you go, all right, golden retriever, <laughs> go retrieve. Oh, my gosh, he got there first. What, yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. I, mean, I was shocked. Like my jaw was at the floor. <laughs> so he gets the key and he gets to choose who he's going to hand it off to next. And it's only one person at a time. And the really cool thing about this is that all the other people can do is watch. And they're just sitting there frustrated watching someone get a head start, get a you know, get all. And they can't do anything about it because that's a very fascinating kind of dynamic. Usually everyone's going at one time competing, but for you to just sit there and watch and know that you have to get chosen. So, of course, Jake, relationships matter there again. The person that nominated everyone, he's last, right? Which is, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, yeah, they, they, get, they get to the puzzle, and it's a, it's a pretty big one. It looks hard. That's a lot of letters to just figure out randomly, right? Yeah. 
it, yeah. it takes a while, but the head start worked out for Corey, along with the karma of you know his friend backstabbing him and all that sort of thing. What goes around comes around is another big theme of this show. And the 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 puzzle spells out the winner takes all the bracelets. Yeah. And that's Corey. What did you think of this challenge, okay. man? Oh, I loved it. I really loved like how these challenges are starting to have more of a social like impact as well. Like we see in literally the next challenge, how um when you're when they're like no, they're not holding on something where they get like pushed and they have to use like their toes and whatnot, they have to answer true or false questions about their fellow contestants. I love that how relationships, friendships, and also social connections are now being a part of the challenges. So you can't just chill out at your camp. You actually have to get to know everyone. And so seeing it with this, where it's like, you know, Jake, he betrayed Corey, and Corey was able to make sure that Jake was the last person to receive those puzzle pieces. It was, it was very interesting, and I love this whole social dynamic. When Yasmin said before, you don't realize how important this stuff is early in the game for sure. That's why I'm, I'm really, really hoping it gets a second season. Yeah. And mostly because we're seeing now players are out there really kind of taken aback by what it actually entails. They're not sure what to do. There's no strategy. It's hard to predict what the strategy could and will be, and they don't know. But now we're starting to see, okay, relationships is probably the thing that seems to matter the most so far. Um, putting yourself into limited <laughs> volunteering to put yourself into anything yeah. is usually a bad idea. I think we've got a 100% record so far, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's... Um, yeah, I, I really love how, like, relationships not only affect, like, you know, the person who wins the wheel, but also the challenges yeah. itself. Yeah, I think it makes the show much more interesting. And if there yeah, wasn't... Yeah, yeah, season, said as well, one of the things that we didn't mention with the the different twist of making the players wait while the the other person's getting the puzzles out she actually said that one of the the side effects as well is that they're actually doggy paddling for that entire time and using up energy as well right so you're oh, really true. disadvantaged not just time wise but strength wise energy wise all that sort of thing um you know so that's fascinating it, it, it's a very interesting show and a really interesting game that it feels and i'm I'm, I'm so back and forth with it because there are times where I feel like the way they do the the edit, um, how we're like, oh, we're not getting to know anyone that goes out. The only time you get to know them, you lose them straight away and it's part of the thing. And and that was starting, even though at the start, that was kind of a novelty for me to get my head yeah. around. And then as I started getting used to it, I started not liking it. Yeah. But I realized, yeah. I think, overall, I think it's like, I only feel that way because it's in comparison to what we've had in the past. It's still yeah. so much Survivor vibes. They get a lot of the challenge inspiration, the feel, the look, the fact that it's on an island in and of itself. So much of it gives Survivor um, vibes that you can't help but compare it. And I get a yeah. little bit frustrated that it's not Survivor. But I don't think that's fair to put expectations of another show on this one when it's kind of... They, they're like... I don't care. We're doing our own thing. This is what it is. And once you started getting used to it, you can't, and I don't know, like maybe they don't like how so many of us really rabid reality TV show fans look for everything. You look for the edit, you'd see yeah. what they're trying to say. And when we don't have it, we go, what the hell? 
but they're like we don't do that we're doing our own thing which i, f- I find interesting you know yeah it's um it's a give and take really you know on the you know please don't go hating on me for this kahuna but often when i watch reality shows i'm just a casual you know i'm just like yeah. casual watcher i'm just you know lying on my bed of my tv literally in front of my bed i just lie there and i just watch it you know and while i'm watching it it's like am i trying to like nitpick like oh you know this person has had three confessions this episode oh they must be the winners you know i'm not really nitpicking all these different things so i'm actually able to sit back and really enjoy it but i also will admit i think it's mostly from us podcasting about it this made me really like feel this way there's so many entertaining characters who have not had screen time you know like the, the vault you know cara joy joy like so many people like we've had here in our live comments you know and they seem so entertaining so much fun but we didn't really see much of them and so yeah it's i think there's like um trial and error really you know with 100 people there's only so much you can really show in just an hour of television and who knows maybe next season will be like 50 people and then it's edited once again completely different again yeah. yeah So at the challenge, Corey's now the new Mr. Big Bucks, 200, 200K on his wrist. Jake, continuing the, the long-standing tradition yeah. of volunteering yourself into a challenge and getting done. Started out all those years ago with Mike Chapman. We've yeah. seen so many people <laughs> along the way put themselves in, whether they're nominating themselves or they're saying, put me in, please. It just never seems to work. Unfortunately for Jake, he not only gets the double, he gets the double whammy. He not only loses the challenge after nominating himself, having complete control, he then gets medically evacuated so he can't compete in the survival challenge. Yeah. It's at this point, Mucky, that we're introduced to a new character. Again, we just find out yeah. these new people that are like, who? Yeah. <laughs> where, where they come from in Jack. And he's not like yeah. in, in this episode. He's not in the challenge. He's not in anything. Yeah. But I think it's one of those, like, the editors, like, wink, wink. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Like, this dude's a thing. Like, pay attention, right? Yeah. And he's, like, he's the second villain. He's he's Brett Light. He's, he's Brett 2.0. Because yeah. he's just doing the whole thing of, like, he doesn't give a shit about log yeah. camps. <laughs> he really doesn't, yeah. struggles. He wants them to starve. He literally wants them to fall over. So yeah. it's a fun time. I want to send a oh, shout-out to... G'day, legends from John, hey, John T. Critical T. Work that I'll watch back afterwards. The shirtless oh, legend, our thumbnail. Mr. Chippendale himself. John T, good on you, man. Can finally finish oh. after this week. I did notice you were very quick to take it off, though, after your challenge win, buddy. <laughs> I loved it. It was a big thing. Like, that's our thumbnail. That, that's great. We're going to talk about John T in a sec, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jack at that point gets introduced in a big way. He's he's talking all kinds of shit. He's like crapping on log. He wants him to fall over and die and stuff. Um, and he's he's the new Brett. It looks like they're kind yeah. of showing it to us. And they do that right before survival challenge. Now survival challenge because Jake has been medically evacuated. There's only two people. Annalise yeah. and Georgie go from a 33% chance of winning to a 50% chance of winning. And both of the Islanders are confident. They're keen. They want to get in there. They're having a good time. Um, just like our good friend, the player so nice, they named it twice. Joy, 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 joy. He said, "Hey, 
it's a lot of wise. I don't know if I've got it nailed the, the pronunciation there, but <laughs> um, so this challenge is they have to make a fire and boil water. So again, just adding yeah. little it's not a string, it's literally boiling water. There's no rope to yeah, it's a, just little twists and little tweaks and that sort of thing to traditional challenges. And it's a close one. Annalise's water in the edit looked like it was pretty close to boiling. Yeah. But then Georgie, the retired executive, you know, regains her thirty thousand dollars from log camp. So Corey was the richest man for about three hours or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I had a thought as well. I only thought of this just now. So they were finding different things to carry water. But couldn't you have just, you know, put your face in, take a big mouthful, run back and just spit it out? I like to do that with seawater all the time. And yeah, I know that I, I too, the yeah. capacity of your mouth is so much bigger than... <laughs> <laughs> They're just a tiny, like, <laughs> a tiny, like, um, like log crevice. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Look at this. You have no idea how long that fire challenge took. It was huge. I mean, they make big fires. Like, they're not just doing a little one on a table to, you know, burn a thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. You know? There's a reason they have to boil it. Although, they probably, like, knowing the show, they probably boiled clean water and then they just chucked it away. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, so it was a close battle. Um, we end up getting Georgie with her 30k back and leading up to elimination. This was a really interesting scene. We see Alistair go for a bit of a sneaky stroll. I don't know what his cover was, but he's like, I'm just looking at the boat. Don't pay attention to me. Just walking along the beach. And he overhears Vine Camp just talking shit about Log. They're like, yeah. and Jack, our new supervillain. Yeah. Um, yeah, our new supervillain is just like, I don't care if they die. Like, I want to take their food. How about we wait till they fall asleep and we'll just steal all their stuff? Like, he's, you know, he's really going up to it. Up to it you know what I mean? He's living up to the, the, yeah. the tag, um, which I yeah. thought was, you know, fascinating. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at that point we get to know Jack a bit more. Again, wink, wink for the future. He's chatting with good old Uncle Tony um, <laughs> yeah, and the rest so. of the vine. Um, just kicking log log while they're down. They, you know, they, yeah. they're suffering. They're starving. They're like, yeah, we don't care. Let them starve. It'll be fun. Um, just really doubling down on being Brett Light, Brett 2.0. Um, yeah. And the thing about Jack as well, he actually calls them out to their face when we go to the survival challenge. Ant says the most, like, revolutionary thought I, I could ever think of. And he says to everyone... Food seems to be a real issue here. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Food seems to be a really big issue. Like in a, on an yeah. island where they're literally starving. Uh, but Jack, you know, Jack says, yeah, I'm cool. We're, we're good. Um, you know, like, and he says, like, they're not fishing. They're not doing anything. They're being lazy. Like. Yeah, he stands up to it. He doesn't like back down yeah. from what he says, you know. Yeah, he was what laying on the approach. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad because because <laughs> if anyone from log camp they got the wheel, which obviously Corey does, then he's obviously number one, like to pick, right? Because he's yeah. like outspoken about wanting log camp to die. So 
I mean, it was great TV. I obviously loved it. I was telling them to their face, oh, no, nah, you're being lazy. I'm out there every day, you know, collecting oysters. I don't see any of yous out there, you know, <laughs> when I'm out there. He was laying on it so hard, which I, oh, it was great. <laughs> I found it so funny. But but really bad gameplay, though. But, I mean, that's, if there's one thing to take away from the show, is that bad gameplay is the key to Million Dollar Island. <laughs> you know, you, you put yourself up for elimination only to get eliminated. You know? It's, it's yeah. true. It, it's like this is this is a game so far anyway, and we don't we're gonna see where it maybe takes a turn, but up to this point, flying under the radar has been the way to go. You know, yeah. attracting attention. Maybe like you could concentrate on the social side and the relationship side, but putting yourself up for anything is a big no no. Um, and but then we get the flip side where we announce after this elimination what the next episode is going to be like. Um, but yeah, we we actually see at this point at the elimination, Annalise standing solo at the elimination. It's a little sad actually. We never seen one yeah. person standing there because uh, Jake was removed um, along with Peter um, and Rihanna for medical reasons. But yeah, one person just standing there, one person to save, and for the first time. No quitters. No quitters. Like yeah. Poor Annalise. She's like, come on. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> one person. The odds of that, like, yeah. And there's no yeah. quitters. We're obviously getting towards the nitty gritty now. People want to stick around. Um, and we get the wheel spin. 59. Yeah. Nice. 59. So, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's okay, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it, actually, this is the second time it's landed on 59, That's which right. interesting. This is fascinating. Jonathan, our stat man, the, the genius himself, points out that if Jake didn't throw himself in, he would have got the power again because it was 59. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Very cool, Jonathan. Nice pickup. <laughs> Go pick, Jonathan. Oh. So that I was sad. <laughs> yeah, so we had 59 twice. And I thought of I, I picked this up on the and then we had 69 twice. Nice, nice. Nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've had six spins. The odds of 59 and 69 coming up twice, like one percent chance doubling in six rotation, six spins. Like the odds on that would have to be astronomical. Like that's yeah, I can't even math that out. Jonathan. Can you map that? <laughs> yeah, surely, Jonathan. Um, yeah, Long live Pete. Yeah, Pete yeah. Uh, went home. Footy coach himself. Yeah, six spins, two different numbers repeating is crazy. But that takes us to the end of episode six. Another good episode. Jake, once again, proving don't ever put yourself in. Or if you do, don't put Corey in there, I guess. Um, but, yeah, good episode. Good episode. Yeah. I loved it, yeah. And that's when, you know, Ant teased before that, but then obviously again that the people that are on one bracelet, or he doesn't say one bracelet specifically, but the people that are cruising, the people that, you know, their D-Day is coming, the, the day of weckoning, he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Yasmin was saying, you have no idea how hard I was crossing everything to get a second spin for D-Day. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I can imagine. <laughs> Being a one bracelet gal, that would have been, yeah, really, really worrying. The day of reckoning was upon you. 
again, we <laughs> no Ever since you pointed it out, like, I can't not hear it. Like, <laughs> I didn't notice it the first week, and then you told me, oh, <laughs> everything you say stuff is like a W, you know, for his R words, and I just can't unhear it now. <laughs> Here's a take from um, the Fiery Tiger Wolf. Uh, he says, is the best strategy to put yourself in the challenge against the most unpopular players who are also not greatest physical players also? I mean, yeah, like that would yeah. be ideally ideal, but I don't know how many fall into that category anymore. I think early on there was probably a few people that you <laughs> may have been able to do that with, um, but it seems like everyone's bonding more. Like it's probably trauma bonding just by being in the same horrible situation for yeah. an extended period of time. They're all like, you know, bonded in that, but I don't know. It's interesting. Probability of having in a row 59, 59, 69 is exactly the same as getting 13, 56, 178. Is it though? Oh, yeah, it is. It's like a roulette wheel. Every single spin becomes completely it's resets. What am I saying? It still feels like it would be, I don't know, but you're right. Every individual spin, the odds reset, but mm, it feels funny. Do you know what I mean? Are yeah. you good at math, Lucky? Um, in my final year of college, I spent two and a half months studying for the one math exam I had, like every day straight. I barely scraped through. So don't ask me <laughs> any math questions. I absolutely suck at maths. But um, yeah, no, it's it's crazy just the number of times 5969 popped up. Jonathan, I love Jonathan's stat nerdery because look at this. If Vine had won the D-Day power, where you have to pick 10 people, two vines still had to go in because there was only six top and two log. Oh, my gosh. That's fascinating. <laughs> Thank you, That's so interesting. That's yeah, thanks for us, Jonathan. Yeah. So two vine would definitely have gone in anyway. Okay, so we're on we're on D-Day. It's a day of awakening. Food, sucking. Um, Jack <laughs> still leaning into the villain role, just comfortably talking shit about letting them yeah. die. <laughs> And it's perfect timing, yeah. right? Because Corey has the power at this point. So yeah. not only is like Corey in power, but Jack's making them piss off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like as soon as it landed on Corey and he like stood up, I was like, oh, Jack, mate. Like... <laughs> but you know, Corey actually uses his power very, very wisely here. He knows yeah. that Log Camp is struggling and. Um, he uses that power as leverage, as a bargaining tool, and he approaches Top Camp and says, "Hey, like, what are we going to do here? Can you know? Can we get yeah. some food? Can we get you know? What can we do?" Um, he gives the same offer to Vine. I'm willing to talk. I've got the power. You've got the food. What can we do here? And that's a fascinating approach, don't you think? I think it's very interesting. Yeah, and it's great to, have to see some really good gameplay like start mm. to creep into the show, you know, where like if if you want your camp to be safe, you gotta give us something, give us some food, you know, or we want some food. And it's very interesting to see how Top Camp, even though Brett was not really that keen on it, they were, you know, like keen to give some food, whereas Vine Camp were just like, nah, we don't want anything to do with you. Which like you're making yourself such a juicy enemy to Corey, like, why completely shut him up like that when he has all the power? 
you know. But. Chris made a good point in his uh, top five takes on Million Dollar Island. By the way, if you're out there, make sure you check out on the channel Nullified Take. Chris does the top five takes. And he pointed out that, of course, Brett was saying, no, don't give them food because he's feeling pretty. <laughs> so yeah. He's not getting put in regardless. He's like, yeah, stuff him. I don't care. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's definitely his approach. He's like, don't give him food because no one can touch me at the moment. So Jack, not untouchable. He's one of the people with one bracelet still chatting, still yeah. talking. Like, I don't, I don't care, care, man. Care. Yeah. He pulled out the Mike Tyson quote. Like, <laughs> So we know at this point that Jack, talking all that crap, he's – He's going to be in something. He's either going to have a glorious, yeah. glorious showing or he's going to go down in flames. Because um, <coughs> Corey is the one in charge. He talks to Chelsea, talks to Chloe. They come back. Vine is not about it. Jack is like ruling that roost by saying no, being negative Nancy. Jack holding strong on his heel turn. Um, and yeah, look what... um. She said Jack nominated. Oh. The other said Jack nominated himself, himself well, for the I, challenge. I Even if we'd be able to convince the people who voted no to food sharing, we'd actually run out of time to give anything to Log Camp that more. Ah, that's interesting. Because I was wondering, what if, what if Vine had come with some goods? Like, how does does Corey then just give it to the camp that gave them more? Or like, then Top will be like, hey, we still gave you pasta, but like yeah. here we get nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's such kind of thing that Jack nominated himself because I wonder if it was one of those moments where Jack might realize tomorrow <laughs> I'm going up anyways, probably. So I might as well try and make a heroic, <laughs> heroic stance. Like, no, nah, I want to go. But Yasmin, by the way, who was in Vine with Jack, who he's going full, full heel turn. Yasmin, the lone voice of like reason, or at least that was shown, trying to say, look. I don't. I want to give them food. I don't want to be like that. But I also don't like that they're using it as a bribery thing either. So she's like yeah. just, you know, moral all around. She's she's like, yeah, yeah this behavior is right. bad. I also don't appreciate this behavior too. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Desmond surely come back for heroes versus villains, Million Dollar Island. Yeah, yeah she's here for sure. <laughs> Jack nominated himself because he knew he was up for being our Darth Vader, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> There you, go. there you go. Exactly. Um, yeah, so Top Camp comes to, the, you know, they actually, this is where we, we see Jason. Uh, Jason's also seen how successful it's been to volunteer to go in. Yeah. He knows that that's worked well for everyone. So he does. And he sells it. The way he says it is, yeah. hey, yeah. if I'm in, then we have a 10% chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> that's his selling thing. He's saying that we have 10% chance of winning, which also, again, I've said I'm not great at maths, but if you have a 10% chance of winning, it also means he's got a 90% chance of losing. <laughs> I, I, I have an idea. What what if Corey was to put himself in? So Corey knows he's like a massive challenge beast. You, you know, he's won like a couple of, the, of these challenges before. What if he put himself in? to make sure that he would absolutely demolish Vine. What do you think about that? When, you, when you're when going against 10, I don't know if you can ever guarantee yourself. Hmm. And at, at that point as well, he had no idea what the challenge was either, right? Oh, yeah, true. 
Like, so yeah, you don't, you don't know. Like if it was, if he knew that it was going to be something that he could do, but I mean, even the um, challenge that it ended up being, which we'll talk about in a sec, like it could have been anyone's win. It wasn't a physical one. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't even social as far as like Corey getting any advantage from being, you know, the lovable Labrador that he is. Like yeah. there was none of that in that challenge. So yeah. So yeah, Top Cam comes with some pasta as an offering. Brett's mm-hmm. not happy with that, but we know why, because he's safe and sitting pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vine doesn't play nice. However, backfires all, all Vine plus Jason into there. So Jason volunteered. Then it's all Vine. Nine Vine. Jack's one of them. And now we know why we got to meet him in the first place, because he's there. Yeah. Um, and this, I mean, like Jonathan pointed out before, there's only 11 in Vine that didn't have that only had one bracelet and we're putting up nine. It could have been ten, but we're putting up nine, which is just a huge number. Nine up for elimination. And in that group we see some pretty big names. We've got the introduction of Jack, the new bad guy. Yeah. Doc is in there. Yeah. He's had a big showing. Yasmin, rest in peace. Yeah. Um and we started meeting Topless Jonty in this episode as well. We get to we get yeah. introduced to Jonty. Um, and that's because they're all going into the, the challenges. And as Yasmin said, the way these challenges work, it's a pretty huge gamble to throw yourself in. So yeah. was that out there on the island? <clears throat> look, look at you, Joy just said, nothing's wrong with being the poorest buddy. I'm still there. Yeah, you are. Hang in there. <laughs> that's because that's Jonathan asked, how is being the poorest person on log, small target in a big camp? I guess no target. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, we go to the arena challenge. The Islanders, for this one, the Islanders standing on the edge of a very small platform. They ask the true or false question about their campmates. And if they get it wrong, this giant hydraulic metal, like steampunky Mad Max looking thing starts shoving them yeah. <laughs> towards the edge, closer and closer to falling to the water and closer to going home. And and that's a fascinating one as well. Yeah. How do you think you would have done on this challenge? How do, how do I think I would have done? Yeah. See, it's such an unfair thing because I would have been like, I, I can't swim out that far. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh climb a ladder. I'm already out. <laughs> <laughs> I think anything, anytime I watch these shows, discounting the, the obvious physical disadvantages, um, anytime there's trivia knowledge things like that i always feel like they would be my strongest suit yeah yeah i but these ones were specifically again actually i said something really wrong before and i just realized how wrong it was um i said that Corey nominating himself for this would have been a big risk because he didn't know what it was and as it turned out the social aspect wasn't there in the game yeah it wasn't there in the game in that socially other players couldn't save you or help you or anything like that, but it was completely and utterly social in base because you had to know about your fellow campmates because yeah. the questions were all about them. So that's a fascinating thing as well. So it's not like you can get helped or stacked on by people or there's no alliances when you're out there, but you need to know people. And again, the yeah. social relationship side is so big. Yeah, absolutely. And I like Jonathan saying, and then we got a glimpse of David, Kenneth, Kyle, Moya, and Shannon. Yeah, just a glimpse, like literally. I don't know if we yeah. ever got a word out of Kenneth the whole way. 
Moya, we got a little bit of this episode, and there's a reason for that coming up. Um, Yasmin said, I love you, <laughs> I love you too. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it's big names, brutal challenge. The, art, the, the platform looked really small, and it seemed like it just got hard, like, immediately. Like yeah. some of them were talking about cramping up even before a nudge came or they got anything wrong. And then one nudge happened, one movement of the big giant death piston, and they're all in pain. Some of them are yeah. saying, like, Jason was saying it's the most painful thing he's ever felt in his life. So, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if that's exaggeration, but it didn't look like it was that bad at the start, but some people were saying it was horrible. You asked me how yeah. I would do on that challenge, Mucky. How would you go on that? Well, um, you know, I'm a really tall person. I'm, you know, six foot four, and my shoe size is literally size 15. So with my autonomous 15, so my, my feet probably wouldn't even be able to fit on the <laughs> on the platforms I was standing on. But, um, yeah, so... You, get, you must get such shit shoes, man. Oh, I do. I do. I don't I, make nice sneakers in your size that much. I could, I've only got three pairs of shoes, flip-flops, work shoes, and walking shoes. I can't find shoes of any other size. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I feel like I would not have done very well in terms of, like, of balance because, yeah, my feet are just too massive. But, yeah. No, I feel like I would have done pretty poorly <laughs> just from that alone. But uh, I mean, at that point, Doc's the first one to go. A lot of them start dropping like flies. It looks super painful. Um, Jason goes out early. That 10% chance of winning turned out to be yeah. completely correct. <laughs> he was like, we got a 10% chance. <laughs> Chris pointed out again on top five takes. I steal from him because he's a smart dude. And he said, um, he goes... When he proposed that to Corey and Log, of course they would take, they're like, yeah, like it's no harm to us. You go home, whatever, it's the same. If we put 10 vine in there, we're still not affected. But if you go in, then maybe there's a chance we, we win. So he was like, yeah, I'll do it. The sacrificial land. So um, we end up pretty quickish with Jonty, Jack, and Yasmin battling out for the final three. And this is like, the, the classic pain endurance challenges on Survivor. And they look like they're really going through it. Like Yasmin even says here, the platform was very sloped and covered in this weird thin foam. Oh, <clears throat> that was then covered in salt spray. So really slippery. And the very thin metal edge was literally roughened up with a coating. Oh, crap. Oh, gosh. That's so, yeah, Jack drops. <laughs> right. He's, he's just showing, <coughs> excuse me. He's just showing so much pain on his face. Yeah. Struggling and, the, there. and the rivalry, we never got to really see. Uh, Yasmin and and Jack, you know. Um, like, I loved how just sort of like watching throughout the well, challenge. They got to the final three. and Yeah. And then yeah. we see Yasmin drop. My heart dropped yeah. at the same time. Yasmin. That looked brutal, Yasmin. You were going to be my... um. Um, thumbnail Yasmin was going to be the thumbnail because she just had some really epic poses, like yeah. she just looked really statuesque and kind of like in these really cool poses. But Jonty's face, just holding up a sign, it's <laughs> a really good face. Jonty's face is the best, it's so expressive. When he got one question wrong, you could just see him like angry at himself, like <laughs> making faces. It was really good, yeah. 
Um, Yasmin's adding more to it, and the angle of the platform meant you were suspended directly on the edge of the ball of your foot with your toes curled over the metal. Oh. Oh. Look at that. The girl pulled them, and the back beat held you up on like a pin. Oh, and then they, the wind picked up over the hour and a half. Jonty and I were up there. An hour and a half to just you two. The final two was an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. Man. Wow. Absolutely That's for once. Yeah, so Jack drops, Yasmin drops, all our hearts break, and Jonty takes it out. Jonty again, man. Big celebration. Shirts off. <laughs> the shirt comes <laughs> off, baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah, all up! Yeah. For, it was over an hour and a half. That's a long time to be standing like that. Wow. When they looked like they were hurting early, like and badly, to stay up there for an hour and a half is a huge effort. Yasmin, shout out! That's that's massive. Yeah, so John T gets cool. the yellow bracelet and lets them know again once, like before, where the rules don't apply, that they can't be saved by any quitters. Only one person will be oh. saved from the survival challenge. So the survival challenge, interesting one. One thing that I really like about this show is that they're covering so many different aspects. It, it doesn't seem to be a lot of repetition. And this one was yeah. a straight-up memory challenge. Mm. Yeah. Um, remember as many food items as you can. And the bonus is the camp who actually wins, wins the food, which you know, to the victor goes the spoils. What do you think of that sort of twist there? Oh, I love this, especially when how food has been such like a massive topic and a big sort of... Um, contributing factor towards like the show's drama i think like if lot of um oh, i feel bad i forgot his name but if log camp had won that then it would have been this massive heroic moment for the fact that vine camp you know won that like it sort of just created that sort of camp rivalry even more like oh they weren't willing to give us any food and now they've got even more food you know so yeah i love this twist i feel like it was like bringing in a lot of like the show's values into it that's why it's all about survival and whatnot so not only are you surviving for yourself in this challenge you're surviving for your like tribe your camp and, yeah i just want to go backwards one second here monkey just re reverse a little bit um jonathan i wonder what those words yasmin and jack had at camp about the food and yasmin said there was a few things but jack told me to toughen up princess when i teared up teared up when probably picked me toughen up prince so, Yasmin, does that mean Jack was not just an edited villain, like for the show, like they made him that way? He's kind of, he was a dick in real life as well. Oh, I love this, Joy Joy. John T was absolutely overwhelmed with such emotion. He said that it was for all the bullies out there. That's great. I love That's that. So Good on you, John T. Love you, John T. No bullies here. Oh, this is a good good thing as well. If Jason couldn't bring home 100K, then he, he had a chance to bring home some food. This challenge, I, I like, again, just mixing up the variety. Some are physical, some are mental, some are, you know, all the different aspects of what a challenge can be. And I really like this one. I think this one, though, I think it's one of those ones that maybe probably feels easier than it is. Like, yeah. I looked at it and I went, 15, like items in... When you start, it's rice and stuff. Like I could name, it looked like a menu. I could name all the yeah. food like pretty quickly. And Kyle even said when looking at it, he goes, I could do 14 really easily. He got nine. 
Um, but no, yeah. one of those challenges where because of the circumstances, it's way worse, way harder. Using yeah. your memory and trying to keep things in order, remember, like when you're starving and literally on 200 calories a day, they literally just went through, we were talking about how brutal that challenge looked, standing on that yeah. slope and all that sort of thing. Um, Yasmin was there for an hour and a half, an hour and a half yeah. standing yeah. that way. And then later that night, try to remember 15 items randomly. Like, I think I could do it very well in the comfort of my home and on a full stomach. I think on an island where you've just been, you know, endurance challenge all day to then try to remember that thing at night, I think that'd be a lot harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially in like, you know, tough conditions, like, you know, that you've only got a one and nine shot of potentially, you know, winning this. And so like, you're already like trying to hold back emotions of potentially going home as well. Like there's just so much going on. So yeah, with all these different factors, like definitely there'll be hurting your memory a lot. Yeah. yeah. It all has to play a part. Like absolutely. Their brain is just fried. Like, like scientifically, medically, our bodies are not f meant to function on that little sustenance and that much energy exertion you know what i mean like it's crazy to then just try to do a simple memory challenge and completely miss it so moya who we got to learn a little bit about today um because or in this episode because we know why she got a few little introductions she got a family shot that she wants to stay in for her family and that's because she got out the gate and she gets 11 straight off the bat right which is not a bad yeah. effort 11 out of 15. And that 11 is the first one stands strong. She's like, Kenneth, Shannon, Doc, David, Kyle, who said he guaranteed he would get 14 easily. <laughs> and, then, and then the bad guy steps up, Jack, and he flips 13. Like, I yeah. really like Jack at that. I don't like Jack at that point, but I appreciate that Jack talking all the shit <laughs> backs it up and actually walks the walk as well. He pulls, it turns over yeah. 13. Yasmin, heartbroken again with 11. Oh, and yes, Jason, man. the volunteer, 10% chance of winning, shows 14. Yeah. He shows, he flips over and there's 14 items. And Ant just teases everyone's dicks and says, yeah, yeah he's got 14, but are they correct? <laughs> you, know when, you know when he said that, right? I swear to God, Mucky, for a second, I was like, what else could he have said? I was like, he can't say right. It's like, he got, but are they right? Are they right. the ones that are not Wong? Oh, man. I was like, <laughs> like I couldn't think. I was like, he has to say ah. There's no way around it. Yeah. Jason, the volunteer, shows 14. But in the end, he's only got 11. Jack is the winner. The bad guy talked his talk, walked his walk, and then won, taking out a few of you know his fellow Vinemate members. By the way, this at this point, like that was really brilliant by production, by the way. The way they, you know, like on Survivor when they have the votes and you know that they placed it in a specific order. So Jeff reads, it goes two, then two, and it's like, oh, it's tied. Which one is going to be? And this was really well done as well. Moya came out the gates with 11. They let her knock off until we had three left. Yasmin, who we've seen a lot of, Jack, the new bad guy, and then um, Jason, the volunteer, 
yeah, for the Jess, episode. Yeah. So it was three people that kind of had storylines in that episode. Moya is standing there knocking them out. She gets a little bit of storyline. Knock, 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 knock. Bad guy comes in. Then we lose a hero in Yasmin that they had the rivalry and the volunteer just solidifying it, making sure everyone on that island knows, do not put yourself in this challenge. You will go home. I, like it was yeah. really good editing the way they not editing because it happened on the island, yeah. but really good production values to put it in a specific order that made the show a better product, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because especially with having the, I guess like the two sort of heroic figures in this challenge back to back as well, you had Yasmin, but then you also had, um, oh, I don't know why I keep forgetting his name. Is it Jason? Jason. Jason, yeah, that's right, Jason. Um, like having Jason like dead last because he's like literally representing his camp. He volunteered. This camp needs the food like really badly as well. So it's definitely great. Yeah, great production value as you said. Yeah, it's smart. Uh, it's one of those small things. Like, like I say, I'm a nerd that way, right? And the other thing that I I love, we've had very very clearly and very very obviously, Bretta and new Bretta in Jack. Be the villains of the show. They're talking yeah. crap. They're saying like ridiculous things, and they're using it. And then standing opposite them, we've got they tried to build a rivalry up with the vegan Girl Scout, who's like saying, "No, please feed the other camp in Yasmin." Yeah. Right? Pure yeah. hero stuff for TV. Like any Survivor heroes versus villains, absolutely. And then Corey, the lovable golden retriever that every single person out there is calling the hero and all that sort of thing. We've seen it multiple times and that's just so perfect and fascinating that they're setting they're setting up these villains we've had one hero so far taken out we've, we've got others in the midst they like i'm just really liking that sort of setup you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely it's um yeah it's, it's really interesting but i think now that the cast has gone down to a smaller number they're able to build these characters up for us as well which you know there's something we talked about earlier in terms of like the editing and whatnot where now since it's like smaller numbers they're not able to yeah just like really like hype up these characters these contestants and whatnot like here's some of our heroes here's some of our villains you know and yeah so it makes i guess episodes like this like feel more not really intriguing but like it feels like there's a lot more on the line the people that we've just met because we know they're like okay so Corey's picking out he's a great hero we have Yasmin she's a hero you know Jack he's like the new big villain you know Jason he's sort of heroic figure for his camp at the moment so uh he's the yeah as far as heroes he's got that Simon thing like bow bow yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like you know how I've said a number of times they do like survivor stuff but more extreme survivor on steroids even that like what they're showing us so far what they've been able to get out of these people is that brett and jack are way more villainous saying way more like weird like eating people drinking their own piss like let them starve i don't care if they all fall over like way worse than any villain on survivor right the villains on survivor like yeah they voted for me when they said they wouldn't (laughs) we saw jake do that and everyone was like whatever like he literally threw his friend in that he said i will not vote for you he threw him in and people like yeah cool whatever and then we've got people talking about eating legs and stuff like that is and then the good guy is just 
loved by everyone, like adored by everyone. There's no one that hates him. It's you know, like yeah. like not even alliance based or whatever. Like everyone loves him, other camps, blah blah blah. It's like again, Survivor has heroes and villains, and me and the Iron's like, yeah, we'll just pump it up more. You know, like that yeah. old um exhibit meme. It's like, yo, dog, I heard you like um printers. So we put printers in top of your printer and top of your printer in your car, that thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this meme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that I, I just find that that dynamic to this show that everything just seems to be amped up a little bit. Um, really fascinating to watch. I'm, I'm enjoying that aspect of it. There's still stuff that I'm sitting funny with as far as production and I would like to see it go a certain way, but what they're giving us, I still have a lot of love for, that's for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, so at this point, we lose our eliminated Islanders, no quitters once again. So two back-to-back episode, no quitters. It seems like we've gotten to the point where whatever initial shock to the system and trauma they've experienced has kind of weeded out the people that it will affect. Um, I'm yeah, sure we're yeah. still going to see lots of medical evacs and things like that because that's as the quitters has gone down, the medical evacs is going up and it seems yeah. to be a, a cross graph. So that's going to yeah. be interesting to see how that plays out as well. Um, Ant says a really fascinating thing is he, it, it actually is a bigger revelation than his earlier bomb about food is a really big issue. Um, and he actually says, it seems like on this island, what goes around comes around. And I found that such, like, I know you say it, they say it, but it's happened so many times on this yeah. show that karma, like the cyclical nature of stuff have coming back to haunt them later just keeps on happening. And I find that yeah. really like producers must love it because they make him. Oh, yeah. They make him say a weird cliche line, like what well, goes around comes around, but it's also actually happening in yeah. the show as well, which is really cool. So at this point we're down to 33 wheel spin happens. And it lands on Chelsea in top camp. Yeah. So Chelsea's best buds with Corey. She yeah. gave him food and you know led that whole negotiation. She literally said, by the way, Corey's such a top bloke. I want to see him go all the way. <laughs> right. So there's that. Yeah. There's top log, there's top and log being friends. Save Corey saved log. Top gave them food. Chelsea's very good friends. What do you think is going to happen here as far as putting people in when Chelsea has the power? I think Vine is completely gone. <laughs> yeah, Vine, I, is I, done. I think Vine is done, straight up. And I think she will put two people in from Log, but she won't pick Corey. I think there'll be just two, like, two random Log members that we haven't like, seen as much. Oh, look at this. This is great. Oh, by the way, a little bit of insight from Yasmin. P.S. I had no idea what the guava was in the memory challenge and wrote weird green apples. <laughs> this is fascinating too. Jonathan Gray, our stat man, pointing out, Vine, 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 they started at 29. They're now down to six and still have all the food. While Log started out with 28, are starving. Wow. <coughs> that is crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely nuts. But Jojo said, yeah, but we had all the heart. And we'll happily eat scorpion snails if it means having kind humans around me. Aw, Joy Joy. You're Filipina. Not all the white people are going to eat that stuff, man. 
<laughs> this is a fascinating insight. Thank you, Jonathan. Log Camp really lucked out with Brett picking them to take out Rock in the team challenge because by winning, it actually made most of Log Camp immune to the one the one bracelet challenge, like for the oh, day day. Right. Yeah, the reckoning, the day of reckoning. Right. Because so all of them got one, eh? Like from the other camp. Sorry, say that again. Because didn't log get like at least one bracelet from yeah. the other camp? Yeah. Yeah, they had to give it to someone from that camp. So many of them doubled up, some tripled up. Jason. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, really interesting. Yeah. And then Joy Joy actually said, we actually asked Brett to put us up. We dared into It's actually crazy to think that's how easily things could change. Wow. Why? Why did you want to go in against Rock? Walk. Walk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just on the storylines, though we don't get to see it. Yeah, it's, um, it's really fascinating. Okay. Well, yeah, that's the end of this episode. I did want to actually talk about something that I read this week. I mentioned last week that um, when James, was it James? Oh, man, now I forget his name. The guy knocked his head suing Luke. His name is Luke. Luke that's right, yeah. <clears throat> Ended up, we found out that he's suing the production company and stuff. I read this article, and it's from the podcast that I talked about last week. So dramatic. Man, they've got some BTS stuff here. Now, to most people, like myself, BTS is like the greatest uh, K-pop group of all time. But to other people in the industry, Mucky, you probably know BTS is behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. So check this out. They've got some BTS uh, thing going on here. And I wanted to read out. Actually, I'll probably just I'll see if I've got my good reading voice on. Make it nice and big so you guys Ooh. can see. Okay, Million Dollar Island may be Australia's groundbreaking new adventure show, but we've got our hands on a ton of savage behind-the-scenes secrets that will leave you shook it. In the race to win the jaw-dropping Million Dollar Cash Prize, contestants had to compete in various games, forage and fend for themselves on a The starvation system and dehydration things are more brutal than BTS against K-pop and maybe yeah. Blackpink. Um, then what we saw on TV and one anonymous road contestant spilled all the tea in episode 300 of the So Dramatic podcast. Apparently producers, uh, sorry, Million Dollar Island contestants aren't allowed to bring basic necessities with them. Apparently producers took away contestants' essential items before they even got to the island. And this sounds sus if you ask us. According to the contestant, um, they were told to pack a list of necessities, including sunscreen, insect repellent, microfiber towels, However, during their pre-show quarantine, all of these were confiscated. People were losing their shit and fighting with production because they didn't give us a reason for confiscating it. Um, was production intentionally playing mind games on us or was there a reason for this change? At the start of the show, contestants were given wooden boxes filled with all food and amenities they needed to sustain themselves for the four weeks of filming. This included things like rice, beans, canned food, etc. Um, however, our source confessed that food started running out within three to four days and there was no extra food drops so people were literally starving we were subsisting on half a handful of rice in the morning which we've heard before um we were starving on less than 200 calories a day within three days people sent uh, standing up and getting head spins holy crap there were also professional fishermen and survivalists on set during filming however these professionals were shocked at how little natural resources were on the island part of the game was living off the land but there wasn't any stuff to forage 
Even if cast member was lucky enough to find something to eat, they had to get it cleared by production, which would take up to seven hours. Oh, my gosh. Like, what? Eventually, things got so bad, producers began giving out food at the start of challenges because they're just going to die. They were giving out apple slices before games because he had no energy to do things. By the end of week two, everyone was lying down in the sun, unable to give anything. According to the source, many contestants were fainting due to the lack of food. During games, people were taken out early by the medics because their blood sugar was so low, and this happened to a number of contestants. I, th I think the producers didn't realize how bad it was going to get food-wise. To make matters worse, uh, they also faced a shortage of fresh water, and by the sounds of it, there was better conditions on the Hunger Games. There was a tank where you could fill up your water bottles, and within five days, it had completely run dry. Lots of people quit the game, even people you wouldn't expect to quit. Many contestants ended up in big screaming matches with production behind the scenes. People were standing up for everyone saying, you can't treat us like this. Holy shit. This sounds horrible. As if food and water situation wasn't bad enough, many contestants also sustained some serious bites on, and injuries on set. Somebody got bitten by a snake monkey. What? There was plenty of deadless venomous snakes out there. Not only that, but lots of cast members suffered from tick bites. Malaysia and most tropical areas have ticks, which are known to carry Lyme disease, all sorts of bad stuff. Many people were waking up with ticks attached to them. I don't know oh if you've God. ever had a tick, but if you don't get the whole head and stuff properly, the head gets detached and gets stuck in your body, and then just infection like runs rampant. So it's oh actually kind of, it's potentially lethal. Yeah. Um, there were contestants who ended up going to hospital after leaving the show. A number of them had medical help months after leaving the island, all because of the adverse health effects attributed to the tick bites. And according to the spy, there was a contestant who got really severely injured during one of the challenge. I think that's the one we've got Luke yeah. on. And then this one, despite being called Million Dollar Island, contestants were shocked to learn that they weren't actually playing for a million. There's a clause in the contract that says production can change the rules at any time. During the game, rules uh, spontaneously changed and people were really thrown by things that were happening. Now one of the things that ended up changing was a prize. <clears throat> the wording had changed slightly from you'll be playing for a million dollars to you can play for up to a share of a million dollars. And people were quite taken back. There was lots of grumbling and moaning because people were playing for the money. They were coming to play for a million, not for a share or a part of. So there you go. That's a lot of fucking, sorry, that's a lot of juicy, juicy tea right there, man. I did yeah. drop that because that got me going, man. That seemed crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. But, you know, as as Jack once said, you know, toughen up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have to uh, fix this. Like this show, like ratings, whatever, if it was rating like through the roof, I don't think the show can continue by, you know, abusing people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, that's really bad. I think it's like one thing to not have enough food on the island, but not to have enough water. water? Like, yeah, that's... Like not to have that's water. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, so we had a head wound from a tree that production cut that was stitched up with a fishing hook and lying yeah. and then hearing about we knew the food was bad but to not have water is absolutely deadly snake bites yeah. ticks like i don't know like it's weird what's it 
I mainly got medevac because of some spam. Spam? Like eating spam. I was raised on that. I'll be fine with this. Spam doesn't go on. Um, Jonathan said, sounds like Channel 7 are following less laws than Channel 10 does for Survivor. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I feel like that that's extreme. Like, I'm hoping... We've seen Survivor US... Ah, uh, oh, here we go. Joy Joy calling them out, saying, calling bullshit on the spy, on the secret informant. We had plenty of water. We just weren't allowed to bathe in it. That's a probably good thing, because then you wouldn't have any more drinking water. Yeah. Although Kelly was made effect based dehydration. There you go. Yeah. I wonder do, do you guys I know that uh Joy Joy, Yasmin, etc. I know you have this um WhatsApp group chat. Do you all like get in there and wonder who like snitches, who this person is that's telling all the secrets? Because that's fascinating. <laughs> so we got uh, injuries, we got starving people, we got no water or may or lots of water, depending. One thing they do have is the condoms, though. So that's, you know, yeah. I was, was going to say, I was going to say, Kahuna, I wanted to say this live on the Nullify Tech channel here on YouTube. I wanted to bet you 10 bucks that it's just the fault stirring shit. It's just, uh, <laughs> he just went on there. <laughs> the vault's just, we know he's, he's just, angry. He's like telling everyone. Yeah. Now vault. <laughs> but yeah that is uh yeah. that's the that's the dish man there's a lot of lot of big allegations accusations there i hope look at this so far we've had six medivac again with the stats you are an absolute legend man yeah. um six max kelly dehydrated cgi luke was the three amanda spam jake blood pressure dehydration peter blood pressure rihanna unknown wow Wow, that's nuts! Yeah, it's like Survivor Quran all over again. Yeah, so we got we got. Well, that's the one thing, right? Survivor US has done the starving thing. Survivor Australia, like Russell Hans has complained that Survivor Australia is a little bit too soft. They have toilets, they've got portaloos, they've got food. But I think when you look at the challenges that Survivor Australia does versus the challenges that the US does. And the pure physicalness, like that's why they put ex-football players and athletes and all that sort of thing in the Australian one because I don't know if it's an Aussie thing, but we want to see people just go hard and compete and it's the sports-loving side of the nation, I guess. Um, but it works. It allows the people to compete in the game that you're putting on. When they cannot stand up without being dizzy and fainting, and then how do you expect them to do these immense challenges to a high degree? Like, people will do it. People will absolutely do it because, you know, the human will to do stuff is pretty immense. But are you getting the best product? And, you know, could that... So Yasmin was there for an hour and a half on the torture yeah. standing, right? Which is a long time in the position they were. But we did see people drop off early, a lot earlier than that. Could they have gone further? Could they have gone longer yeah. and, and answered more questions and had a, you know, if they were actually living a proper life with food in their system, you know what I mean? And yeah. and the proper water and, like, I was even hearing that sunscreen and stuff was, like, running out. Like, they were given sunscreen, but it wasn't enough for everyone. 
Like we're talking, and oh. you can see in this episode, I noticed like Corey was red as hell, like all in the face. Yeah. Yeah, like Annalise looked really red when she was doing a survival challenge, but I don't know if that's because she was, you know, flustered making a fire and running around yeah. or because of sunburn. But like, I mean, Mucky, the color of your hair would suggest to me that uh, sunscreen would be an important, important thing if you no. were to ever on the island. It hasn't happened yet. In the last two years, I've been burnt in July. <laughs> like, it's bad, man. Oh, yeah. It was one of the many yeah, so unfortunate to things. Not have, to not have some of these basic necessities could potentially prove, I mean, I know I'm being alarmist and very extreme, but potentially fatal. Like, if someone gets skin cancer... Or like the way Luke smacked his head, or the dehydration can get really bad, like if not treated appropriately. And it seems like if they're treating a head wound with a fishing hook and, and fishing line, who knows what kind of IVs they were getting into them for the dehydration? You know, it's it's fascinating. It's it's living up to the uh, intent of the show, like as yeah. far as where society's rules don't exist, Lord of the Flies, it's chaos. They're like, yeah, we'll just do it. We won't pretend to do it. We'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, you know, it's funny you say that because I just, I just had a thought. You know, if um, if you're running out of water, you've got a whole ocean to drink. Yeah, isn't that the that's the old yeah. saying? So you know to survive. It's an old survival thing. They say yeah. if you're ever stuck like on a raft in the ocean or anything like that, I think the saying is, "Water, water everywhere. Let's all take a drink." Yeah. They teach that exactly. rhyme. <laughs> it's, it's flavored waters. You, you know, sometimes in the pump bottles, you get like lime like flavored water. It's, yeah, it's, it's just salt flavored, mate. <laughs> Jonathan pointed out Survivor US changed the well water at some point so they don't have to boil it. Yeah. Because just making yeah. it ridiculously hard to function, though it is preferred. Um, and he said there's a survivor challenge called Uncomfortably Numb that was similar and has gone for six plus hours, whereas our people maxed out an hour and a half. I don't necessarily want to torture people for six hours, is what I'm saying, but the fact that you know you may be able to get more than what you're getting out of your people performing and competing, I would want that to be my TV product, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then there's this, I just want to say, an island in Malaysia that's 35 to 38 degrees, people from colder climates are just not used to it. Like, so not only was the food, the the lack of food, the, the sun, the weather, everything is just beating down on these people. The social aspect, the physical challenges, and then the, the atmosphere and the weather itself would have been absolutely brutal for people that are not used to that. Yeah. So just really tough conditions. And I'm admiring these people more and more because i know without a shadow of a doubt i would have quit like immediately like there's no yeah. chance like of doing any of this stuff when it's as brutal as they say like again i don't know if this is their whole um spirit of like we're not survivor we do things our own way but they're like safety yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not worried about safety we do it our own way look at this look Yasmin said, not going to lie, I literally collapsed off that platform. I wish I'd had more fuel in my muscles. Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, you look like a badass doing it. So that was yeah. a good thing, Yasmin. Absolute queen out there. But yeah, Mucky, how you going? We, what do you think? 
episode six and seven. How are you feeling about the week and the show so far? Because we're probably about halfway, I'd say. Yeah, um, I'm really enjoying the show. Like, I really love it, despite you know all the big uh, health geeks um, <laughs> you know, that we just discovered. I'm really enjoying it, and I'm really loving it. Um, it's it's a brand new show, so there's brand new things we have to get used to. But I'm definitely loving all, all the different characters, all the people we get to meet along the way. Yeah, I love it. The good strategy, the bad strategy. Like some people, you know, I've seen sort of complain about it, but I think even the bad strategy is what makes me love it even more because it's just human nature. You know, sometimes we make really good calls and it works out, or sometimes we're still volunteer for something and we stuff up. And so I think just seeing that, you know, because it's a show that no one has really seen before either. So brand new strategy was. Yeah, that's the, that's the interesting thing is that there's no 20 years of strategy to pick from and learn what works and what doesn't work. They're, yeah. they're not only doing it on the fly, but I'm assuming they had no idea what extent it would have been, what it was actually like. There's, there's just complete blindsided. And then to have to deal with that in ridiculously difficult conditions is hats off to all of them. Anyone that went out there and stayed, you know, beyond a day, um, I think is is pretty pretty good going. I, and I'm, you know, yeah, I shout out to all of them. I couldn't do it, that's yeah. for sure. So I've got news, um, Maki. I know I've told oh, you, yes. but next week um, on Wednesday, I'm actually having surgery. Um, so I won't be available to do this on the, the regular scheduled Thursday night slot. But good news is that you're going to be joined by Chris, the man himself, Mr. Yeah. TNT, our godfather of the podcast here. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to dress up. up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you, you're going to have to be on your best behavior, man. Yeah. Can't be talking about condoms with him. Um, yeah. yeah, so Chris will be um, hosting with you next week. On Thursday, same time as we normally do, not Saturday night, hopefully back to Thursdays. And then depending if I'm alive and the surgery goes well and I'm recovered, I'll be back again the week after with Maki and everyone else. So we want to send <coughs> a big thank you to everyone. Um, yes, thank you, Yasmin. I really, really appreciate it. Again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for chatting, giving insights, giving, you know, enlightening us to what the real experience is like beyond what the, the camera shows us, beyond what the edit shows us. Thank you to everyone listening. Jonathan, you're the man. All your stats helps us so much. All your insights and so good. Appreciate it. Joy, joy, everyone out there. Thank you again. Maki, thank you, sir. We'll do it again for me in two weeks for everyone else next week. Yeah. No. I can't wait. Come on, brother. I always enjoy these live streams with you, man. So, yeah, all the best for your surgery and hopefully everything goes well, man. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Dolores. Thank you, Christoph. Thank you, all the commenters. Um, who, ty, fiery Tiger Wolf. Everyone who dropped in tonight and, and shared something with us. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, until then, muck off back to camp and get your boulders out. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Bye.